There's a phenomenon referred to as the deadweight loss of Christmas. This is when gift-giving represents an objective waste of resources. People buy gifts that recipients would not choose to buy on their own, or at least not spend as much money to purchase them. Hello listeners, and welcome to Squeezing the Orange of Social Science, a podcast co-hosted by myself, comedian Akin Omobitan, and Professor Dan Cable. On each episode, the two of us pick apart peer-reviewed and published social science papers and we squeeze them apart for their best bits so that you, the listener, don't have to sift through pages and pages of academic literature. What's <laughs> up, Dan? Wow, Akin, I mean, you sound... I don't know what word to use. Strained a little bit? Your voice? I mean, do you want to... Do you want to talk to the listeners a little bit? About I'm going through it. What, I think what? I think this might be the last days. Oh I think God. I think my time's. You're through, you're through the, the I, struggle. I think I'm almost done. I think it's wow. a wrap for me. Uh, so for about four or five days now, I've been uh, I've been at laid war. Out. I've been laid out. I've been at war with man flu. It's it is the worst. It is. It's there's there's no there's no it's it's I'm just I'm I'm struggling oh, I'm struggling well, but I'm happy to be here. Can. I mean I'm happy that you're here. I, I worry about I wonder about the wisdom of you being here. That said, you're still pretty funny. In some ways, you're more pathetic, which I like. <laughs> well, this is the thing because my comedy is often based on my bravado. <laughs> Yeah. Where I'm just very happy yeah. to talk about the things I like about myself. I think but it'll be so funny if you give this to me and then, like, next week I've got it. And then there's going to be this lineage that they can track where I've got we, the croaking voice. and mm. Mm. But, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm hanging tough. Right, I'm good. like, I'm hanging tough. Uh, so, yeah, what, what we got for the... Uh, you mentioned the Christmas word. We got the Christmas season <laughs> the <word>. encapsulated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's weird. People have been asking me about my Christmas since October, early October, it seems. Like somebody said, in October, because I, I called them on it, they said, so, you have Christmas plans. And I thought, wow, deeply inappropriate. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it assaulted me. It is a bit of the C word. I don't think we should use it before December. I know that that's a common trope. But anyway, this is an article about gift giving. It's not just during this Christmas season, but I think it's a really apropos phenomenon. This phenomenon that, you know, the the economists have been talking about for a long time, this deadweight loss, which is basically, on average, givers are likely to spend $100 to purchase a gift that receivers would spend $80 to buy. So you essentially have this like 20% loss just running over the world this time of the year. But we all do it. I don't I was gonna say happily do it. I don't know if that many of us are even happily doing oh, it. Oh, I will say openly I'm not happy. Uh-uh. I think the gift giving element is the worst thing about Christmas. For me, it just it ruins Christmas because there's something about being enforced. Yeah. To give someone a gift, like, I don't like, like that idea. Like a Mother's idea. Day card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just something. Yeah, with anything. If it's birthdays, Christmas, whatever. Yeah. I just feel like throughout the year, <laughs> when you think of something someone would like, you should just be a bit like, "Oh, I just saw yeah. this, and I, I thought, thought of you. yeah, and I thought of you." Yeah. Like Valentine's Day, like oh. all of these other oh. days. I'm just. It's just this enforced. Like, show me that you love me. Absolutely, and that's a thirty billion dollar show me during Christmas time. Oof. Just Wait, in the Christmas? US. By the way, just in the US alone, 30 billion. And that's only at retail stores. 
That's not including like all the online purchases. So thirty billion in the month of December alone in the United States alone. It just seems a bit dumb. Yeah, yeah. And, and right off the bat, if you take twenty percent off that thirty billion, <laughs> that's a lot of wealth. That's incredible. So that's why I thought this article would be a lot of fun for us to sort of dig some insights out of. And, and you know, I think there is a sense in which when you're buying gifts, whether or not you even have to, there's a sense that when you're buying gifts that the amount you spend roughly correlates to how much they're going to like it. And I still can't shake that feeling, even after reading this article. If I'm buying a gift, which I am right now, doing a lot of it, and I can get like the one perfume or candle or whatever the thing is I'm getting for 30 but then there's one that's $50. i am like, well, it's an extra 20 but I think it would be nicer. I think they would appreciate that more. This research study suggests probably not. Save the money. Get the cheapy one. Yeah, just get the cheapy treat yourself one. to a pumpkin spice latte instead. <laughs> <laughs> so the article, the article that we have is titled "Money Can't Buy Love: Asymmetric Beliefs About Gift Price and Feelings of Appreciation," and the authors are Francis Flynn. And Gabriel Adams. Gab- is that Gabriel? That's Gabe. Ga- Ga- is that Gabe? Yep. Yes. I, was, I said Hi, Gabriel, Gabe. but that's Gabrielle. Gabe was a professor here for quite a while. Oh. So. Here at London Business School. That's right. Oh, cool. That's right. Oh, nice. Over at Virginia now. Oh, okay. Oh, so jumped over to the States. That's right. So she could spend billions every Christmas. <laughs> Join <Joined> the masses. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we can dive into it. So we've, I guess we've explained this idea of how gift givers expect Gift givers expect that the more money they spend on a gift, the more it will be appreciated. And the research suggests that people who receive gifts, one of the last things that they're concerned about is how much you've spent on it. Now, we're going to get deeper into this because there are some things to to, to break down and to dive into. But you mentioned the economists and how they have this idea of how gift-giving represents this objective. It's like this waste of resources. That's right. And that's partly because the gifts that you give people is usually things that they either wouldn't buy on their own or it's things that they wouldn't spend the money on. And this is one of the beefs that I have with gift-giving is I just feel a bit like if someone knows what they want they should just buy it themselves like if you're an adult and you've got a job and you want something go and buy it yeah, don't make a list huh? yeah, yeah yeah don't make a list because yeah. that's what my sister's kind of thing that my sister does she'll send a list of like really expensive things and be like these are things that i would like for christmas like a gift registry yeah like and that's what people do when they're getting married and also yeah. is a little bit odd and i don't agree with it with weddings as well it's like saying here are the things i sanction yes you should get me one of these. Yeah. It is a little bit And weddings funny. is weird. Yeah, weddings is weird because it's like, well, if you didn't throw this party for 20 grand, you could have just bought all of that stuff yourself. You could have got all like, those things. You could have got all of that stuff. And still had a little and location. Then, like, had a little deposit for a little home or a car. It's like... <laughs> okay, let me not get into yeah. my... Uh... Step back from the topic. Well, we're, we're gonna, it's going to link into weddings, okay. though, because the first study... Hey, hey. 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 I thought you were sick. <laughs> but, um, but I do like, I do like the way that economists look at uh, at gift giving because yeah. the anthropologists they look at it more about this idea of it being like a positive social process yeah. so gift giving it now presents an opportunity for you to form closer bonds with individuals and it's also a form of you to express 
possibly your appreciation or relationship or yep. dynamic yep. with individuals. Yep. And they also talk about, from an anthropological perspective, how it's got uh, kind of like political, religious or psychological functions as well. So there is quite a lot going on That's when right. we do exchange gifts with one That's another. Right. That's right. I like all of that. I like thinking about those the background reasons for gifts may be quite divorced from this Christmas season when it feels constrained, you know, when it feels on demand. And so the broader way of thinking about this problem or issue is that in life, our ancestors might have done something as a gift, helped you raise a barn, helped you plant your fields, that might not have taken the token form of this CD. How cute was it in one of the studies when they were talking about giving people like a CD or an iPod? We're going to get to that in a little bit, but it's, <laughs> it was really funny to me to read the words because this is written, what, just maybe 10 years ago, 12 yeah, years ago? CD like, already just seems like... Just, what would I do with that? Yeah. <laughs> when I use it like a Frisbee, you know, it's, it's, it's lost that meaning that it used to have. But I think the idea nowadays is... We don't do things for people as often as we buy things for people. So that's kind of cool. You know, the last thing that I want to say before we dump in, um, dump in? Yeah. To that first study. <laughs> this <is a> slightly <laughs> Freudian. <laughs> um, is just call attention to this idea that in one of our recent podcast episodes, we looked at how it's sometimes hard to be knowledgeable about somebody's performance, including our own. Yes. And this is one that kind of brought some of that up for me again, because, you know, we're all gift givers and we're all gift receivers. And so you wouldn't think this disparity would be there. At some meta level, it's like we ought to have the insight to know that when people buy us junk, we're like, that's just some junk. And I bet they spent a lot on that junk. It's like we don't make that logical leap. We do think, oh, that's not that nice. But then when we're buying it, we're like, I'm sure they'll really appreciate what I'm getting. So there's some egocentrism that I think is built into this study, the phenomenon under this study that also has come up in that one around kind of unconscious ignorance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was picking out similar links as well, that just this idea of there's with with gift this, i guess it's the what's complicated about gift giving is that it can expose so much like it can expose how little you know someone for example so like you know we're going to get into the cd and ipod example later but i would think a cd would be a great gift not now of course because i wouldn't have anything to play on but like if we go back like a decade a great gift but you gotta get the album right yeah, you really have to get it right i mean that's just like saying what would be a good gift would be like a book and if the book was like some dry thing that the person has no interest in, that's called work. Mm. You're just giving them some annoying work to do. And that's because uh, I know there's been my mum my would sometimes buy me gifts that were indirect messages. And the indirect message was get your life together, son. <laughs> so it's like like self-help. <laughs> yeah. For getting your career started. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wonder what the message All right. Let's jump into this first one. So the first study in terms of gifts, they looked at engagement rings and, you know, right off the bat. Interesting. I mean, I actually do think it's good, but it isn't really a gift in the normal way, is it? Oh, see, Boy, I, it comes with a lot of strings attacked. <laughs> well, well I mean, that's a gift. It isn't a worker. I was just thinking of you. <laughs> I was walking by the store. Something caught my eye. I thought of you and I got it. This one's more like, 
Would you spend the rest of your life with... I mean, it's a really high-leverage gift if it's a gift. Yeah, en- engagement rings, I think, are an interesting one. They, I think it's definitely a gift. Like, I'm, go- I'm going to say it's definitely... It definitely is a gift. But what I found interesting is that not everyone gets one. And What they say, I- like 80% do? It's pro- probably around that. So, so yeah, Something I want to like shout out all of the people who are getting engaged without purchasing engagement rings. 84% of American brides, yep. so obviously very cultural, 80%, 84% of American brides get one. So that's a fair, you know, 16% don't. Yeah, no, but I want to shout out yeah. the 16%. Yeah. Like, I'm just, for whatever reason, it just seems another thing that, like, what's, what's, what is it for? Like, why, what? Exactly. I don't, un- there's so many things that everyone does Such that I don't understand. Symbol. Like, just like, if I've decided that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you, <laughs> like... So, here I got this glittery rock. Yeah, here's a... <laughs> Doesn't that make you just, feel better? It just... Also, is it a bit of an enticement? Like, is it a bait? Is it a bait and switch? Where it's like, you put that on the hook? It's, it's <laughs> smart. It is smart. <laughs> like, no, it is smart. Because if you meet someone, like... <laughs> If you meet someone who you decide that you would like to spend the rest of your life with, the chances are that person is a catch. <laughs> so you are trying to trap them, essentially. You're, you're trying to hook. You are. You're baiting them. Yeah. Like, you're telling catch. them you're telling them that you want to spend the rest of your life with them. But what you're really saying is, I don't want okay. you to spend the rest of your life okay. with anyone else. So here's, like, 3 ks oh, worth really of jewellery. Please, like, stick around for some more of this. I love this. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot more where this is coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, is, this year has been pretty good. Let's just say. Anyway, so what they did is they went and they worked with, I think, a, like a diamond company or a, a store. I forget. But what they did is they, they got all these people who bought engagement rings. And then this is the part I got a little confused by. And maybe you can even help me with this. They picked people with average American names out of this list. For example, John Smith and Sarah Jones. And in the end, if I go, if I read this right, they only had thirty-three people. They they seem to have ha- they seem to have had a large pool to choose yes. from. And when but, I was reading, because I had this part highlighted as well, yeah. and I I remember reading about how science had got weird, how social science had got weird in terms of it was Western democratic and there was like some other factors as well Mm. which meant that a lot of the findings it was very hard to really validate them because the kind of people that they were sampling were all too similar and it sounds like they've done a similar thing here because i really didn't understand this need for finding people with conventional names because the names and the lifestyles Unless you're trying to create a certain outcome, it doesn't matter if the person's name is John or the person's name is Tunde. It doesn't matter if her name's Sarah or if her name's Jacqueline. Like, it's... I I was a little confused. And so that's a place that tripped me up a little bit. And so as we're looking about this this particular set of results, I'm going to have to say very constrained results from an extremely small sample. If you only have 33 people and then you're running what are called regression analysis, 
you're going to get some pretty weird results. So t- oh, tell us more about these regression analyses. Well, what they're going to end up doing is they're going to have an outcome. Like, if you're the gift buyer, in this case, if you're the ring buyer, you might have certain beliefs about how much they're going to appreciate and love that gift. And then you're also going to ask them how much they love that gift. And what you want to do is treat those as outcomes that you want to explain the variance in, the movement in, with certain predictors, like how much you spent on that ring, whether or not you're the giver or the the get the getter. And so what they do is they actually run these regressions where they basically ask the question, is that outcome variable, in this case that would be how much you appreciate it, predicted by this input variable of how much you paid? That's what they're kind of testing. Yeah. Usually you'd want to have, in my opinion, 100, 200, maybe more. Yeah. Because the larger the sample size, the more power, it lets you kind of figure out whether the results are something that would be robust and replicable and so on. Running that with 33 people was really fairly low because they didn't need to. That's what really confused me. I didn't see the need to limit Limit that pool. I can see why the downsides are there. I can't see the benefits. Agreed. Less data, less power would always be bad. But anyway, you know, we got to take with what we're just reporting what they did. Essentially, the average purser's price was thirty two hundred dollars. That's you know pretty steep, I would say. I believe it's ma- I think it's matched with the national average as well. That's right. Yeah, that's ex- yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. In other words, it's not even statistically significantly different. That's about the right amount. So that's good. You know, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And then to capture like how much people appreciated it. First off, isn't it funny they had to really assure the participants that their answers would not be shared with their fiancés. That gave me a smile. There's something about the idea of, like, we're going to ask you how much you liked your diamond ring, and we want you to be really honest. Something about that that's squirrely. You know, I don't know. What do you think about it? it? Did that trip you off at all? The idea of just having people say how much they like the ring that their fiance gave them. It feels like it's so loaded with emotion and not just sort of normal gift recipient I think because there's just a weird culture around engagement rings. Um, So part of the weirdness behind it is I I believe this might be a more modern thing where couples, they they shop together for the engagement ring as well, which Mm. again is just Mm. another... Mm. Maybe there's just... Not even maybe. There's definitely a whole bunch of stuff I don't know about this whole engagement and process. Maybe you don't that, want to. And there's a lot I don't want to know as well because I'm just a bit like, wait, You're what? Over it. So it's like, where, where's the surprise yeah. element yeah. now? And yeah. like, wait, yeah. why? Why do you need the ring? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 going back to a previous point as well in terms of why it was thirty something participants. So one of the uh, the conditions, not even the conditions, one of the benefits, I should say, for engaging in their study was that you would then get a £10, uh, sorry, yeah, let's just say £10. You get a £10 gift certificate to a major online retailer. So I imagine if they're giving £10 a pop to everyone who does uh, do this assessment, they would then also need to limit, depending on what their budget Mm. is. Mm. Could be that. So, yeah, so it could be a case of if we did get 100 people, that's all of a sudden £1,000 that we've now said we're going to give out to people who do this study. So maybe they just needed to consider how much it was worth for them for people to engage in this study. Possibly. 
yeah, we'll, we'll at least give that benefit of the doubt out there. You know, that a lot of these studies would be, you know, in the tens and even twenties of thousands to run. So, you know, that would get you a lot of rings, wouldn't it? <laughs> but, uh, so in any case, another thing that they did, which I think is they did this across studies, so it seems okay, but it, it did trip me up a little bit is anybody that spent more than two standard deviations above average, they got rid of those people as well. Yep. So maybe okay. You know, it means that you wouldn't have had somebody that spent, let's say, 20,000 on a ring. You know, they just wouldn't be in this sample. And that may be all right. You know, it's a, it's a decision that they made. But anyway, what they then did after saying, like, we're not going to tell anyone, they then had each participant answer four questions. So, like, women were asked, like, to what extent do you appreciate the ring? Do you feel grateful for the ring? Do you feel thankful for the ring? Do you feel pleased? So, it's just ways at getting their psychological or emotional reaction to the ring. And then they also flipped it and asked, in this case, the guys, the gift givers, like, how much do you think that she'll appreciate it. I guess that's a very gendered study as well. I didn't think about that until now as well. But uh, in this case, that's what, there were only 30, 33 people, and that's kind of what it was. And so they would ask these 33, I mean, these yeah, these guys, like, do you think she'll be grateful? Do you think she'll be thankful? And so on. And so that's kind of like the setup. And a quick way to kind of um, look at what they found is that they just found that the givers directly correlated the money with how much they'd appreciate it. But for the receivers, that wasn't the case. That the, how much they spent didn't correlate with how much they liked it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that is kind of a pretty big deal. It's, it's a big find. It and is. it is a big deal as well. Because uh, one of the other things that they found in here is that the average price reported by men in terms of the average price that men reported that they spent on engagement rings was around 2,800, give or take some, uh, some dollars. Um, and then the average price women reported in terms of what they believed their rings to be worth was more closer to like four thousand right. dollars, right. which again was kind of like this weird yeah. disparity between oh, how much they think their rings are worth, yeah. and then also how much the dudes are like, yeah, I think I spent like a couple grand. Got it on so. sale. Yeah, it's like a, I, like a I, I haggled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the rack rate, but <laughs> no one under, pays the rack you have, rate. You have to understand, hon, I'm very influential. I mean, you're married me, aren't you? <laughs> Witness the fact that you are marrying me. <laughs> I'm pretty persuasive. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they did want four grand for that ring, but I got a little something, something yeah, off. Yeah, I got, a, <laughs> got myself this nice uh, fancy bracelet as well. But, like, because, like, even with some of the... <laughs> Because their findings raised like loads of questions for me as well, because they removed some of the findings because the rings were either, I guess, either too expensive yeah. or too cheap. Too cheap. But like, I yeah. feel like those should be included. Uh, see, that's the thing. That's but, the thing. And the reason why I say I that is because you're, you're like, if, the, if we're looking at what the average is in terms of, let's say the average ring is three grand. But someone else's lifestyle is greatly exceeds that. So for them, a free grand ring, it's like, I don't even want to look at that. Exactly. But that's just because they that's earn right. considerably and, and the, and more. And the opposite, opposite is also true. And Yeah, and the opposite is also There's true. There's some people that, you know, a hundred for a ring, I mean, they got to save up a year. Yeah. And this study just says, well, we're not looking at them. Yeah. yeah. So a couple of issues, you know what I mean? I, I actually feel maybe that wasn't the strongest out-of-the-box study on such a cool topic. So why don't we jump to the next one? Let's but do they, it. You know, they essentially found a very 
you know, expected an interesting finding, which are mm, the guys who thought the price would affect how much they liked it were wrong, essentially. Yeah. They should have just spent less. That's the first yeah. finding. Second one, they looked at birthday gifts. And this one, they at least had a bigger sample, 237 adults. Um, and then they again kind of said, we fill out this survey in exchange for a $5 gift certificate. And... Um, so they've realised that you can't start offering everyone ten dollars to do your study. Like, well, you can't. I think they quickly. To be honest, these schools, like this one here, London Business School, they give us research budgets. Yep. So you actually do get thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of, because they know that you know it's not cheap to get data. Yeah. And so, to be honest. Um, a lot of people do pay the tenor. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not okay. Yeah. I, I, I really, I really love that you're defending your peers, Dan. I love it. But the first study, they were offering everyone ten dollars. The next study, they're offering everyone five. And just you wait. Just you wait, listeners, until you see what gets offered in the third study, and you'll know that Akin is onto something when he's saying that this gang. We're mismanaging the budget. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. So anyway, on this five, this five dollars gift certificate study, what they then did is they basically said, um, "I want you to think about a gift really hard." I think that they, they had them like, if I'm not mistaken, they basically said, "We want you to cogitate and ruminate on a specific gift that you actually were given." And, like, then you were supposed to think about, like, how much did you uh, feel grateful for that gift and how much did you appreciate and all this sort of stuff. So it's essentially asking the same questions on appreciation, but now instead of it being an engagement setting, it's a birthday gift setting. Is there anything else you would add to that in terms of the setup? Uh, well, the, the other thing that I'll add, they say that they wanted to exclude any gifts that were, like, cash, gift cards, oh, yeah. or gift oh, certificates yeah. as well. So the, it wanted to it wanted to be an actual gift, like a thing yep. that you were, you were given. Yep. So ideally something that someone had thought, Oh, this person would like that as a gift. This pen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This, uh, whatever it might be, this pony. This (laughs) pony. From pens to ponies? Okay. (laughs) Well, it's kind of funny, too, because um, with this gift certificate thing, I mean, you don't want to go down that path too far, but in a weird way, this kind of solves the whole problem. In other words, one way to say it is the gift card thing solves this problem because it says 20 quid, and you know how much I spent? 20 quid like it just like removes that loss of 20 percent but then funnily enough and ironically the world doesn't think they're very thoughtful like Mm. somehow oh you just gave them a gift certificate like you didn't even think about them so there's all these weird ironies in the rules of gift exchange which is like somehow by giving the gift card you've kind of let yourself down when in fact you've delivered a lot more value it, it's just this so is, this weird. Is, no, this, no, what you're describing, Dan, is why I have beef with gifts. Yeah. Is, is this idea of if you want something, just go and buy it yourself. Because even when you get into the gift card realm, usually that's for one specific store yes. or retailer. Yes. So now I've now limited mm. your 20, uh, 20 bucks to this one store. Yeah. Like you have to spend yeah. it all in Ikea yeah. or you have to spend it all in Bath, Bed and Beyond. So then if you just say, okay, then, like, that makes more sense than giving someone something that they don't want. Yeah. But do you know what makes more sense than a gift card? 
Just give me twenty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> like, but now we're in the land of exactly. Like, Funnily enough, if I just gave you a twenty right now and said happy birthday, yeah, you make me happy. It's almost like you wouldn't take it. I dance a bit, you know. I want to feel like an earned it. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to this. Now, in this study, one of the things they did, which I do think is a big step forward, is they also had people fill out another scale, which is called an impression management scale. So they would answer items like, "I never take things that don't belong to me," and like we all take things that don't belong to us. But the thing is, you may or may not be willing to admit that. And so what happens is they're able to measure how much you like to manage impressions in your reporting, and they pop that in is what they call a control variable. That does help because it means that all the worries that I had a little earlier about like, are they really going to tell the truth? It abates that a little bit. It relieves that error a little bit. So that's a good thing. And what they again found is there was no main effect of gift price. In other words, paying more doesn't pay off. And so I, um, they kind of replicated it in another setting um, but for givers, the gift price did a- predict how much they thought they would appreciate it. Yes. That's the big finding there. So Yeah. So, yeah, studies one and two, they both consistently show that when it comes to gift exchanging, givers have this assumption that the more money I spend on the gift, the more the other person will appreciate it. And gift receivers are less concerned with how much was spent on the gift. And what is so interesting in this study, in study two and in study one, is so with the, uh, with the rings, we found that the, the dues were spending probably around, uh, just shy of three grand. But the, the assumption was that it was closer to four. And then with this study as well, we find that when they were asking uh, the givers, gift givers, how much they had paid for gifts that they had given recently, the average was about $105. However, when they were asking gift receivers how much they assumed the gifts that they received to be worth, the average was about $148. Same kind of finding. Yeah. So people are appreciating. When people are getting gifts, they're putting even more value on it than what the givers assume they are. Yeah. But they're also less concerned with how much it costs. Yeah. It's not that they're mad about you spending the money. It It just doesn't have an effect. It's not a predictor of how much they appreciate and like and whatever value that gift. And so that, yeah, that's, again, on the face of it, that's an important finding. It really is important to kind of lay it out there and say, you probably are better off just spending less money and having a, you know, hang time with the person or something like that. If it's a friend or someone you love, go hang out with them and worry a lot less about going to the sixth store to find the perfect gift or something like that. Yeah, and there's been uh, a lot of findings that have been coming out about, I guess, in terms of how we enjoy our life more. And part of it is this idea of spend more of your money on experiences than on material things. Yes, And I believe that that works very well for gifts as well, because the best gifts that I've received and the best gifts that I give are experiences. The things that I've enjoyed most have been like uh, tickets to a show or, um, uh, I don't know, even if it's not even... Even if the gift itself wasn't something that I could monetize, yeah, yeah. but someone was like, oh, it's your birthday. I'm yeah. going to spend time with you. Yeah. The, the birthday that I had this year, I just went hiking. 
and it was just myself and someone else. We went hiking for the day. And for me, that was like the yeah. best gift because yeah. it was like, no, this is what I would like to exactly. do is to just like be outdoors. You've actually just helped me with another thing too, Akin. You may have just cracked the whole code on this study. Hey. Get this. It might be that when you think about what the person really wants and then you give them what they really would want. That might even be a gift, by the way. It might be, as you said, it's a CD, but it's their favorite one that they haven't gotten yet. Yeah. It just came out. You'll find the cost is not greater or lower. It's not about the cost. It's about the personalization of that gift. Yes. And so it might be that the personalization of the gift is the thing that makes this not work by price. It makes the data not be predictive because it's not how much you spent. It's how unique and personalized that gift is. And that may even be a no-price gift of your time. But you can see how that would totally distort the data. And it would make it look as though the price of the gift doesn't matter. When in fact, maybe the price would matter. But the best gifts are the ones that aren't very pricey but are based on personalization. Yes. That would... That would kind of be another way to explain these findings. And that's very... I think that's really clever. I think that's very true. Um, By the way, I'm going to out myself. Ooh. Um, this year I just got Allison. Um, my, my partner wants to know what our dog is. We don't know what kind of dog it is. So I got her this thing <laughs> where like, you get some of its spit and you yep. send it off. I wonder if that counts as like an experience that I'm giving her. I think it, I think it's definitely. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is. I wonder. And I wonder if she's going to hear that before Christmas. I wonder, if she, will this be out before yeah, Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, so, yeah. This mm. is the last one we put out okay. before Christmas. You're welcome. <laughs> Honey, I hope that you appreciate that. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> All right. A little bit of time with the gift giving vignette. Yes. So in this last one, they third study, last study, they essentially tried to do what's called an experimental design, where on the other ones, it was actual engagement gifts, uh, rings, actual birthday gifts. On this one, it's like you, we're going to try to tighten that up a little bit because the other ones have so much looseness and there's so much random noise in terms of how much people are spending and what they're picking and what they're remembering. On this one, they bring a bunch of adults in. I think it was 197 people. And this time, they're getting one of four gift certificates. They're not even getting one of four. <laughs> now, now, this is why I was saying earlier, they should have been throwing money around earlier on because now we get to study free. And they've got like what is it? A hundred and hundred hundred and ninety-seven people, and they're like, you know what? Now we got four gift certificates. They're all worth fifty dollars each, and we're gonna we're gonna just put you guys in a lottery. So you're just gonna have a chance of winning one of four of these gift certificates now. You get the sense of like they're at the end of their budget. They got to do one more study. It's like, well, what do we got left in there? <laughs> I don't know. We paid a thousand for the first one. Well, these people are just going to get a dollar on it. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's move on. But no, but let's not move on too quick, actually, okay, because okay. this is like this is like really interesting I just got a in terms bit of. On that one. It is, a, but it's really interesting in terms of like behavioral science because like. <sighs> Uh, with these 200 people, they, may, they might not necessarily do this study for $1 each. But these 200 people yeah. would do the study if to they have a chance, a chance of 50. Of 50. Yeah. So they know that they might get yeah. nothing, and yeah. most of them are getting... So about, what is it, yeah. 197 yeah. people. Yeah. 190. So 190, <laughs> 193 of them are getting nothing. 
But four of them are going to get a fifty dollar yeah. gift certificate, which they'll spend but on somebody else. But that's quite interesting in terms of, yeah. I guess, like behavioral yeah. science yeah. and how you can kind of like present incentives for yes. people to yes. get engaged yes. in plus, things. It might be a game. Like it's kind of fun to be in a lottery. I yeah. think it is. The chance of winning fifty is way better than getting like two. You oh, totally. I mean? Yeah. All right. All right. Back to this thing because we're going to run out of time. Imagine that you have just graduated from high school. Your family has decided to celebrate by hosting a party after the commencement ceremony to which they invite many friends and relatives. At this graduation party, this person was nice enough to bring you a graduation gift. When you unwrapped it, you discover a CD or an iPod. Take some time and think about this CD or iPod. And um, that's the part I thought was so quaint. Like just even the word iPod now, it's just like... It, like, beckons an earlier day or wow. something. You know, a little iPod with a little scroll thing. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, that's, that's pretty insane. It's like, weird. That's like, that like, just that feels like old tech. Now. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even, like, use one of those. I, well, I remember probably, like, about five years ago, I probably still had an yes, iPod. And just, I remember talking to someone about it, and they were like, why don't you just use your iPhone? And I was a bit like, nah, because... That's not for music. That's, that's, like, that's for my calls and my texting and, like, <laughs> for sending people pictures that they didn't ask for. Like... <laughs> And then I got my iPod for my music. And they were like, dude, that doesn't make any sense. And then five years later, I'm like, what would I do with an iPod now? Like, it doesn't make... It's like a museum, I know. Yeah. I'm trying to learn how to be quicker at jumping on technological shifts. I like you just the way you are. I don't think you need to jump. Thank you very much, You do not need to jump on the (laughs) tech bandwagon. All right. So then what happened was they answered the same questions. How much you appreciate it? How much did you feel grateful and all this stuff? Gift givers did the whole thing. They did the whole thing or whatever, um, where they said how much you think they would like it and blah, blah, blah. So what they basically did is they assigned people to either be the gift giver or to be the gift recipient. Yes. And what's nice about this for real is that does insert real clinical control, methodological control, because it, well, you think is it's not any gift. It's a CD or an iPod. And I'm telling you which one. Yes. You don't get to think how much I would I spend on it. It's more like it's this item. Uh, this is what you're giving them. You don't like get all that choice and personalization in there. And then you're asking them both how much like I would appreciate getting it or you think they would appreciate getting it. Yes. Yeah, so we've had like one of these uh, two by two matrixes yeah. again. So yeah. you have a uh, giver, receiver, CD, That's it. iPod. That's it. And so every all, all of these, like, let's say 200 people, they're all going to get randomly assigned one of those roles. Yep. So you're either a giver giving someone a CD yeah, or it. giving someone that's an iPod it. or that's you're a receiver it. and you're either receiving a CD as a gift or you're receiving yes. an iPod as yes. a gift. So the questions that they then later asked were around your position and then how you would then kind of uh, value appreciation yes, based on which it. of those four roles you had that's been assigned. It. And in this case, you might have definitely thought that the iPod would be more appreciated. I, I, mean, thought that. I still think that. I, yeah. I was, but, yeah. Here's the, <laughs> but here's what it says. Gift givers thought that the larger gift would be appreciated more than the smaller gift, but gift recipients thought they would be equally appreciated. And they actually did like plan comparison statistical analysis, and they found that it was not statistically different. However, participants in the recipient role appreciated the iPod and the CD 
more equally, not identically, but yeah. much more equally than the givers thought. Totally. So, okay, so that is an important correction. It's not that they didn't appreciate the iPod more. Um, it's just that, and it wasn't that different. It was, um, it was very, very little. It's just that, um, well, they actually, from what I can see, yes, they actually almost, appreciated the CD slightly yeah, more. Oh my God, I'm seeing that too. Than the iPod, which is a bit bizarre. Yes. So it's 5.9 on the scale versus 6.03. So first off, that's about the same. But second off, they prefer the CD over a piece yeah. of tech. Yeah. Huh. Like I can see a bit, I can see a bit of logic in that in terms of, like if you are if you are a decent human being, you are walking around expecting people to buy you iPods. Like I can't remember how much they were flogging them for, but it's about like two or three hundred bucks. Like I wouldn't expect anyone to get me an iPod. And if they did, I'd be like, "What do I owe you now?" Yeah, next birthday you're gonna be looking at me with those eyes. Oh, now I'm on the hook. I wasn't even gonna buy an iPod because it's a piece of outdated tech, and now I'm on the hook for two hundred for your next birthday. <laughs> <laughs> At least the CD I can throw to my dog. <laughs> anyway. Oh, you're anyway. Gonna... <laughs> oh, oh just... I was just about to say you were going to trigger my coffin, Dan. It, 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 it just... <laughs> okay, so let's it get does, to... It does make a lot of sense. Given like, where we are in the thing, let's get yeah. to the implications. Like, what do you think ought to be done? Given this knowledge, which is pretty strong, now we're three studies in, three different settings, one's experimental, two are real life. What is the implication then? I think, I think one of the big implications which you mentioned earlier was this idea about personalization. I think that's massive. When it comes it to yeah. gifts, it should be something that, there should be an element of what you know about that person and what you conf- what you believe with some degree of confidence they would appreciate yeah. and value. Yep. They're going to appreciate and value most things yeah. anyway, even yeah. j- if it is yeah. just out of like politeness or even just a general appreciation that someone has yep. thought of them. But if there is a way that you can kind of think of what they would personally really like and enjoy, it's just a great way to just be a bit like, okay, that's something you don't have to spend loads on. It almost could be like this, folks. And you could try this as an experiment based on this data, three really good studies. Think about what your budget would have been, say it had been 30 or 40. Cut it in half and then find something that is personal to them. And all the evidence here suggests they won't think any different about the price or how much they appreciate it. So it's a way to save some money, reduce that that gap, that 20% loss, and it probably would let you free up time and maybe spend that time with them. So that's kind of yeah. interesting. And I'd also say as well, like, think about experiences as well. Uh, could be theater tickets, could be some live music, could go to a football match. Maybe yeah. if there's... I Like, I... I don't often go to uh, swanky restaurants. Uh, I've been to a few on like some occasions on my own dime. And usually that's when it's just as a really nice kind of like treat and an experience as part of the day. So it could just be a case of, oh, maybe I just make an exception on that, like that rule. And I just kind of like say, okay, like, you know, the gift is going to be this, you know, this swanky experience where we can kind of feel Mm -hmm. a bit like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, we're doing yeah, life, we're right? Yeah, we're doing we're, this we're right. Rolling. Yeah, like, um, you don't want me to get you. 
Ooh, a, a pony? <laughs> I hear you've been, you been dishing <laughs> out ponies, Dan. Um, they have this one type of ibuprofen that's made for <laughs> nighttime. <laughs> and I'm going to give you some of those right now so you can just stave off. Be, you can just put this thing to rest. That would be delightful. This thing's been lingering around like a, like an ex that just like doesn't get the message. Yeah, like a- <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends, listeners, if you like this stuff, share it around because we like making them. Oh, totally, totally. And um, just like there was one warning as well that they did say, and it was to, to kind of warn that, you know, if if the recipient believes that you are consciously just being cheap, that will impact things. So like, <laughs> so like, even if the gift is personal, if they believe that you're just being an Akin, like... <laughs> There's but some things some, that I can get away with some, that not everyone can. Somehow it hurts the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, dear. But, um, but yeah, listeners, just before we do sign off as well, Dan and I, we're going to be taking a break for the, oh, uh, yeah. For the, yeah, for the Christmas and New Year because we got friends, we, we got family. We, got we, you know, we love spending time with each other recording these, but I imagine, our, uh, I imagine our partners might be a bit like... <laughs> You guys plan on spending any time with us now that you actually have the time to do so. Uh, so we're going to be taking a break and we're going to be back on the 16th of January with some more sweet, sweet squeezing the orange action. <laughs> Thank you very much for rocking with us, listeners. Enjoy the rest of your lives. Ciao. <laughs>